0: So in this uh, reflective service, I thought I just would give you three simple things to try and remember. Three criminals crucified, two criminals (coughs) argued, and one invitation to hope. (coughs) Let me just repeat that. Just three things I'd like you to remember. Three criminals crucified, two criminals argued, and one invitation to hope. Some of you may have watched on TV, I don't know, a TV programme called EastEnders. Now, EastEnders has some incredible music that comes up right at the very end. And someone has called them the Duff Duffs. Now, for whatever reason, I think there's someone somewhere who is actually trying to work out who gets the last word on EastEnders. As those Duff Duffs come up, there's an anticipation for those of you who watch it. Will it be this person or will it be that character that gets the Duff Duffs? I personally don't keep a record. I personally haven't watched the programme very much. But I do know that when those Duff Duffs come in, it's really important because they're trying to work out what TV character has the most. But I'm going to say to you today... But it's Jesus that will always get the last word. It's Jesus that will always get the last word. Just recently, for young people and adults, there's been an incredible growth industry in the area of escape rooms. Now, if I just have a show of hands, does anybody actually have any idea what I'm talking about when I mention escape rooms? Fantastic. A good number of you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, for those of you then who are trying to puzzle out what on earth is an escape room? Well, these are rooms that are set up. They've got various titles. They're called Prison Break. Some are called The Mutiny on the High Seas. Some are called The Scary Escape Rooms. Even Houdini's escape rooms. The list is endless. I also saw one called The Wine Cellar. Not that I'm interested in going into an escape room, But these escape rooms are for young people. Sometimes they are for stag do. Sometimes they're just for uh, sixth formers to go and have a good time in. But the important thing about an escape room is that there is some central theme to which they have to get out. Now, these people are locked in. They willingly pay money to be locked into a room and actually try to work out the clues as to how to get out of these rooms. And I should imagine that as time goes by, when they're locked in this room, you will see someone say, oh, I know the answer. There'll be arguments in the escape room. There'll also be those who will maybe just sit there and think to themselves, well, I'm not going to join in. But as a part of the party, you should be joining in and trying to help your team win. Very often than not, there are some people who argue so much that they don't win the task. Because the aim is to try and get out of this room in some way, shape or form. And this morning, I would like us to think about us being in an escape room. You've got the text in front of us, but I want us to walk through some evidence. Jesus gives us an invitation to hope. The first point I want you to remember today is that there were three criminals. The scene that's being talked about on the screen behind me is the scene of crucifixion. It would have been a bloody and noisy occasion. And Luke records just three deaths. The second point that I want you to remember, that there was an argument between two men on their crosses. Through their pain and their anger... These exchanges went back and forth. Aren't you the Messiah? Can you not save us? Jesus will always save the one. We know of the good shepherd who goes after the one sheep. We know that famous verse in John 3 verse 16 that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And the word Messiah is about the promised deliverer of the Jewish nation, prophesied in the Old Testament. One question from the other criminal was, don't you fear God? We are both getting what we deserve, said one, as we are under the same sentence. Just for a moment, as we see these three men one criminal on either side, so close to Jesus. But now one comes that moment, one criminal sees Jesus as the man who has done nothing wrong, the innocent one. For the one criminal, he says the words, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, the one, truly I tell you today, You will be with me in paradise. The one man has a hope of eternity in the midst of the agony of dying on a cross. The third point I want you to remember is that Jesus will always get the last word. He did then and he will today. His word is eternal. There are three words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where Paul says, now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. This was the evidence which I've given to you on the screen. Imagine that we are in an escape room. I'm not going to divide you into two teams, but I want to give you some clues this morning. I have here a Bible And on the bookshelf in this escape room that we are in, in the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah, who waited on the Lord and trusted in his mercy and depended on his faithfulness. We read the scripture that says, Isaiah 40, verse 31, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. And then there are two parts to this book in the Bible. There's another verse in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, which says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary and behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. And that word forerunner in the Greek, podromos, means that like sending a small group in a big army, ahead to secure a particular point. And so it is, Jesus, for us as Christians, is the forerunner. He's gone ahead as our prophet, priest and king. How about clue number two? If I had time to make some of these instruments and bits and pieces, I probably would have done, but um, I apologise. But imagine I have an ancient script and scroll in front of me. This time it's from the Clement of Alexandra. He was an outstanding teacher in the early church. And there are different Christian seals that he has, both doves and fish and ships and an anchor. And Clement of Alexandra has said, by his death, resurrection and ascension, Jesus had achieved a victorious and momentous victory. Clue number two. Some of you may be more up to date with this person. He's a Bene- Benedictine monk. He was the Archbishop of Canterbury. And he wrote all sorts of meditations and prayers. And when you read through them, you could actually probably just mistaken them for just rambling thoughts. But he writes, his name is Anselm. He's an Italian thinker who died in 1109. And it's still even being discussed today. At uh, GCSE and A level, he wrote out a book called *Why the God-Man*. He explains and defends why Jesus must both be God and man in order to reconcile a holy God with a sinful humanity. He says, and so says, he says, remove grace and you have nothing whereby to be saved. Remove free will and you have nothing that could be saved. Now we come to clue number four, the Westminster Shorter Catechism. It says, a good question to ask is, how did Christ, being the Son of God, become a man? And the Westminster Catechism says, the Son of God became man by taking to himself a true body, a reasonable soul, being conceived by the Holy Ghost in the womb of the Virgin Mary and being born of her yet without sin. Today, we began by thinking about three criminals, two arguments, and finally the invitation from Jesus of eternal life to an eternal hope. Just a final thought for us this morning. If we were really, really playing the escape room game here at Milford Baptist Church, and we entered the game as a criminal which criminal would you be today? Having looked at the slide and heard some of the clues, would you be the one who argued or are you the criminal who leaves today knowing (coughs) and invites you and says, here is hope. Today, you will be with me in paradise. One criminal on the cross got the gift of eternal life and is a hope for us all, which is central to our belief as Christians. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful promise that we have in God's word today, that we have a hope that is steadfast and true. Amen. We're going to be singing our final uh, chorus and hymn today. My hope is built on nothing less.